This week on the Recruitment Flex, Indeed is now on Google for jobs and Shelly bows down to the Indeed overlord. Also, healthy salary increases are projected in 2023. And finally, Macy's is hiring 40,000 people. Can these candidates make it through the maze of Oracle Cloud? Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex. I'm Serge and I'm always joined by my lovely, smart, beautiful, I'm running out of adjectives, Shelly yeah, Billinghurst. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Serge. That's so very kind of you. I love how you're rocking the company swag there. Oh, I'm very a company nice. man. Give me a good swag and I'll wear it. You know, those people on, on Zoom that have the fake backgrounds and it looks like you're in the office. And the company logo, like just totally representing. No, those backgrounds are actually very passe right now. So anytime I'm going on a call and someone has one of those fake backgrounds, I think, buddy, it's time. No fake backgrounds. So if you're still doing that, please don't. Why? Like if you're going to be work from home and well, it depends on what your role is. But if you're work from home and you're meeting with clients on Zoom, you don't want them to see your house. Unless, of course, like you and I professional work from home. I mean, you've got that beautiful painting behind you. Do you know what I mean? You're set up perfectly. If you're working from home all the time, you should have a proper setup with the knowledge that people are going to be looking at your background. If you are not always working from home, there is that blur function, which I think looks way better than the fake backgrounds of a fake office. I'm just trying to keep up. I didn't know it was passe. It is very passe right now. So if you're using a fake background... Move away from it. The blur is still good. With the blur is good. Okay. I got to tell you, my mind is a little bit on something else today. As you're aware, we had yeah. hurricanes in Atlantic Canada, Newfoundland and PI got hit really hard, but not as hard as Florida is getting hit right now with Hurricane Ian. We're seeing record highs of wind. I think it's going to hit 180 miles per hour. And it hit first the island of Sanibel, which is where my sister-in-law lives and has a business. So it's uh, looking right now, the storm surge is around 10 feet high. They are holed up in Fort Myers with my parents-in-law and they're they're right in the middle of it. So everything will be fine. They'll be safe. I know they will, but it's a massive storm. Right now in Fort Myers, where the storm surge, I think, is already at five feet, and they're expecting that to be double. Oh, my God. Praying for anyone in Florida right now. This is devastating for sure. And praying for the folks in Atlantic and Canada family. that through it. Oh, my God. This is very scary, I'm sure, for both you and I. Are you able to communicate with them like on WhatsApp? or The power is like, still they on have right power? now. Oh, they, they do. Right now, okay. they not in Sanibel, obviously, but in Fort Myers, where they are, they're actually attached to the grid that is the hospital. The hospital is really close to them. So power should be good for a while, at least. But oh. it just started. So we're just keeping a very close eye on that. But on a better note, I opened LinkedIn this morning and saw a video of Shelly. I had no clue you went on with Andrea at HR Shop Talk. And I got to say, you look great on video. Serge, uh, oh my gosh. 
So it wasn't supposed to air for another couple of weeks. I would have given you a heads up that we were releasing it, but it happened quickly. I know you've been on HR Shop Talk as well. And you had said to me, like, it's video. But for some reason, it wasn't registering in my head that the show itself is released on video versus I thought you meant like how we record the podcast is we're on video, but we just released the audio. I just assumed it was the same thing. Well, she sent me the link and I was really kind of freaked out because I am watching myself and realize all my idiosyncrasies. The things that I do without even thinking, touching my hair and looking down when I'm thinking and taking notes while I'm talking. The camera's got the top of my head. (laughs) I thought you looked great. And you know what you're sounding like? Wow, you're so nice. When we bring in guests and this is their first podcast and then they sent us a Mm. note, they're overthinking what they said, how they said it, and it's cringy to them. I know the first podcast that I ever went on re-listening, I couldn't listen to it because it was so cringy in my mind. And it's the same for you for video. I watched it all, Shelly. And I thought you were great. I thought you came across great. And I've watched a lot of her interviews, her YouTube show. I'll tell you, you're in the top tier of showing up and how you look and how you you. react. So don't overthinking. Just put that in the back of your mind. But Shelly, let's talk about the recruitment insights of this week because... There's some juicy ones. Well, Indeed has been very... (laughs) busy. I saw this on my LinkedIn feed from an SEO expert that indeed was now on Google for jobs. Just to give you a little bit of history here. So Mm -hmm. Google for job was released in 2017 and indeed famously decided not to take part of Google for jobs, which initially a lot of people thought, well, this might be the debt of Indeed, Mm -hmm. because Google for Jobs is going to come in and really dominate the job search space because we know the data that most job searches actually start on Google. Or is that 2017 talking? No, that's still the case. The data is still very clear that people initially go to Google for jobs, Hmm. but they screwed up the widget so much with poor quality experience for the job seeker that Google has not been any type of competition for Indeed because we've talked about it is you apply for a job and you're redirected seven times. Then there's these scammer sites that are not real job sites that they can target you or resell your information. Google for job never really took flight as I thought it would, but they still drive a fair amount of traffic to smaller and niche job boards. Indeed, coming in to the space and now having their jobs on Google for Jobs is a major concern for other job boards because the last thing that Indeed needs is more traffic. Google for Jobs has always wanted the Indeed jobs. Like from day one, there's critical information that Google has clearly laid out. If you want Google for Jobs to pick up your jobs, your jobs have to come into this structure. Okay. Indeed has purposely opted out, meaning they have not abided by the schema rule and purposely have blocked their jobs going to Google for jobs since 2017. The main reason for that is I'm talking as I'm in need here. We have all the traffic, we have all the jobs. So why should we give you credence to our jobs, which is the majority similar to how Indeed is Indeed right now? Indeed, initially, Went to all the job boards being like, hey, give me all your jobs. We'll give you more traffic. 
And suddenly when they get to a point that job seekers are coming directly to Indeed instead is screw you job boards, same thing with staffing firms. They've done this across the board, right? So I can see why they didn't want to do it in 2017. They didn't want to create a new competitor in Google for jobs. Either they're no longer worried about Google for jobs, that it's been in the market long enough. It doesn't look like Google's going to have it as a paid product in any way. So it's like, okay, we need more traffic for our job seekers. We're struggling or maybe we're not. And the additional traffic would be great. So now our schema fits and we're giving permission to Google for jobs to pick up our jobs. I guess, Serge, maybe I'm not a conspiracy thinking theorist and they're playing this big chess game in the sky of, is Google going to wait out Indeed or did Indeed wait out Google? Because they're both trying to serve jobs on a search engine. It's just that simple. What Uh, conspiracy theory are you thinking about here? That Indeed took jobs from these other smaller job boards and then said, well, thanks, but we really don't need you anymore. And that they've done the same thing, the staffing firms, where staffing firms were allowed to post, that's a completely different issue. I would truly debate the third-party staffing agency's business because they never disclose who their client is. And that is a job seeker experience piece that Indeed wanted no part of. So as far as staffing firms advertising on Indeed, no, they won't allow it. But it's not because there's some nefarious reason other than Their whole platform is built on the fact that job seekers know where the job is, right? Let's take a step back here. So this is not a theory. It's very clear what Indeed's business model was. They came into job boards and be like, hey, we're going to take our jobs. That's very clearly documented. That was their process. That was their business plan. The minute that they start getting the jobs directly from the employers, they didn't need those jobs from the job boards unless... They struggle in certain markets when it comes to traffic. They do pick up job boards. I know that firsthand to supplement their volume in smaller areas. Obviously, they wouldn't do that in major cities or any major market. Staffing, they take staffing jobs all day long. As long as you pay, they kill the organic. But initially, staffing was a big part of the jobs that Indeed picked up to create that volume of jobs because their whole business model was we have all the jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's no longer their business model. It's like, we want everyone to pay now. They're no longer an aggregator. Indeed's a job board as job boards, as we can say, because most of the jobs on the site now are paid. But when it comes to indexing, in 2017, Indeed's SVP of marketing, Paul Darcy, came out and said, we are not participating in Google for jobs at the moment. And as well, job posted on Indeed are not indexed by Google, which we know for a fact now being picked up on Google for jobs because Indeed is allowing it, not because Google ever blocked it. I get what you're saying because I read it the other way. I knew that Indeed never saw Google as a threat. Oh, they did. Oh, that's why they didn't allow them to pick up their jobs in 2017. Absolutely. Because Indeed would have taken that free additional traffic. And it's hard not to think of Google as a threat to your business when most of the search comes from Google. But they don't see them now, right? That's why they're now participating. It's like Google for Jobs is never going to monetize in their mind. So let's take the traffic. Okay. We have other Indeed news. Let's jump into that. Yes. When we were down at HR Tech, one of the things that I know has been asked is whether Indeed will ever have 
video job ads. iSims came out with a product that enables you to take your job posting and embed video at the top, middle, or bottom, like when it's hosted on your company page. But what happens though is when you are sponsoring your jobs on Indeed or getting them promoted on Indeed, that video piece is just a link and you'd have to do a copy paste, go to your browser. So the video just wasn't being housed directly on there. Now there was video capability on Indeed, but it had to be a YouTube link to view a video. It was on your company page, but it was never directly on your job posting, on your job ad. Now we found out at HR Tech that there is a company in California who is working with this notion of video job ads because Indeed is now allowing MP4 to be hosted right on the job ad, but mobile only. So you can see the company's job advertisement and then a video in the bottom of the job ad. So it's being piloted now in the US. And what we saw demoed at HR Tech was basically stock videos that had the job description bullet points put in front of it. Pretty rudimentary, but again, it's early days. But that was new, was video embedded right in the job ad. Yeah, what do you think? It's a start, but it's got a long way to go. Well, I think the challenge that we're going to see is a lot of bad videos on job ads, especially that company that we saw took stock imagery of your job. They took your text and took stock images and created a two minute video out of it. In general, a lot of the videos that I see is overproduced. It's not a true representation of the company. So it's usually done by corporate. They spend $50,000 for a video and no one ever watches it because it's just so overproduced. And I think what would be interesting because it ties into what Indeed is doing with TikTok in Indonesia. They've partnered with TikTok to launch a six month campaign that brings millennials and Jobsy, Jobsy in Singapore, access to available job opportunities. I think this is where video really plays out. TikTok, the largest, the most visited site, the biggest social media platform in the world. Don't give me the corporate videos. Give me someone in your company doing something that's realistic of what it's looking like on that day. And then there's the possibility of video resumes, which I think are shit, but I don't know how that's going to work. But if you're thinking about video, you're thinking about TikTok right now. So what I thought was really more interesting about Indeed is the talent platform. Yes. Scoop on that. Yeah, it really is a full-blown applicant tracking system. So it's called Indeed Hiring Platform. You can post your jobs. You can manage candidates, communicate with candidates, book interviews seamlessly on a scheduling platform, invite your hiring managers to join. You can send a video request to a job seeker. They don't have to download anything. This isn't Zoom or Teams. This is their own hosted video. And you can do a video interview right on the platform. The other thing that Indeed Hiring Platform has introduced was the invite to apply. The same feature you would find on ZipRecruiter, but the invite to apply shows you job seekers and how recently they were active on Indeed. You teach the platform what you're looking for. It'll serve you, say, 20 profiles, just somebody's first name and where they worked. And you just tell the system yes or no. And it goes out and will tell you who they think might be interested in this job. And you can send them a custom message, invite to apply. So it is next level shit, Serge, because when you think about using LinkedIn to send outbound messages 
to people whose profiles you think match what you're trying to hire for. And your return rate on in-mail messages is like one in a hundred versus being able to see a job seeker who's been on Indeed that day, you know, they're actively applying for jobs. And within hours, you send them a message saying, hey, you want to jump on a call? That's the sort of speed that is going to win the day. We had been hearing for over a year that there was going to be a subscription cost involved in having basically a full-blown applicant tracking system. All the data is yours. You can download anything and everything that you need because it all belongs to you under your company account. But up until this point, it's free. You could pilot and try out the Indeed hiring platform for free, knowing, and I kept saying, you know, to all my clients, like, hey, try it now because it will come with a cost in the future. But what's been announced is that they're no longer going to charge a subscription fee. The Indeed hiring platform is now included with your corporate login. So anyone who's got a corporate account will now have access to post jobs directly, communicate with candidates and everything up to the offer letter is all done on the platform. You got to be sponsoring jobs, right? To get it for free? No, you can still at this point, to the best of my knowledge, even if you posted a job and you declined to put a budget on it, the system will say this job requires sponsorship if you're trying to hire like 15 people according to their site rules. But if you're trying to hire a medical office assistant and you hire twice a year, you can use the full-on platform for free. Very smart by Indeed. I think the goal here is get them ingrained as sticky as possible, which is a very good strategy. And the platform is generally very good. But if you are a talent acquisition professional, don't get sucked in. And the reason that you shouldn't get sucked in, you are now completely tied to Indeed, which is a major concern. I'm always a strong believer that you need multiple strategy, multiple sources. You should never rely on one vendor and especially not Indeed. So hold on. I think we're talking two different things. If you're a TA professional, that would infer that the company is an enterprise account. Yeah. The Indeed hiring platform is superb for virtual hiring events and that whole registration process. That's part of it, right? But where this really answers the market is the SMB market. These are companies that are maybe doing up to 50 hires a year. Even at 50 hires, would you have invested at that point in an applicant tracking system? Where this answers is the ZipRecruiter toe-to-toe. Because ZipRecruiter does really well for companies with 60 employees that hire five or six people a year. Brilliant. Brilliant. Even companies of 500 that maybe only hire like 50 or 60 a year. But a TA professional, the people we're talking about who are involved in strategy, technology selection, applicant tracking system management, inputs into building the employer brand, that's a TA professional, not a recruiter, a TA professional. You're absolutely right. You're going to have your own applicant tracking system. We're talking two different markets here. Yeah, I think it's the same for the SMB as well. If you're hiring 50 people a year, which would be more the mid-tier market, I can see if you're hiring two, three people, 
Yeah, absolutely. This is a source. But if you're an average employer and you are relying only on Indeed and you're competing against literally everyone, like who wants to play that game? I don't want to play that game. I'm going to need to have significant budget to get any type of visibility on Indeed. It's great. I'm getting the platform for free. But in a lot of cases, to get any traction on Indeed in any market right now across North America, you're paying and you're competing with companies with budgets. You're an SMB with no budget and you're competing with a company with a million dollar Indeed budget a year, two million dollar a year budget. Big disadvantage in the talent pool. Hold on, Serge. Yes. Serge, you're fucking fear mongering here. Like, I can't believe you're going there. If I'm a 60-person employee, I'm not competing with Amazon. In fact, the people I'm trying to attract wouldn't work for a company with a $1 million budget. You're how talking you know two that? different because job seeker to pools. get any visibility, that's how it works, right? When it but, comes to getting visibility and Indeed, the higher you pay, the more visibility you no. get. True? No, no, that's not okay. true. Prove no, me wrong. No, it is relevance. Why. You can pay absolute top dollar. And still find yourself on page three, especially right now, if you're not posting your pay rate. Okay, great. You want to double your spend because you're refusing to post your pay rate. Sorry, but job seeker relevance trumps. I mean, yes, paying is absolutely going to keep you in those top 40 job postings. Okay, But if you're still as an enterprise organization, not posting your pay rates, you're going to have to pay more if you still yeah, want to Let's show not up. even talk about pay rates. Well, no, There's what this... you're saying is if I'm an SMB and I'm on Indeed trying to compete for job seekers, it's all relative to how many jobs you post. A company that posts 500 to 1,000 jobs a year is paying much more for their branding bundle because they have to. They're trying to hire thousands of people. So it's all commensurate. If I'm hiring 10 people a year, I can have the same level of branding and presence and showing up on Indeed as the big companies, but it's commensurate with how many jobs I spent. All the pricing is attached to that piece. For people who are in the SMB market working for small companies, you can compete on so many more levels. Yes, you can. Yes. So what you're saying, Shelly, is I have a budget of $50 in a job. I'm Joe's machine shop. I'm hiring a sales manager and company RBC is hiring a sales manager and they have a thousand dollar budget on that job. I'm going to have the same visibility as an SMB. Show me any job board that is going to take 50 bucks to post a job. You can put an Indeed budget. Yes, you can. Yes, Yes. you can. And so if you believe, even though the system is showing you the competition in the market and they're recommending what the budget is, you can choose to put less, but you get what you pay for, right? Surge, RBC wants to throw a thousand bucks at it. They are buying their way, but your job will still show up, but you need to be realistic. An SMB that believes all of this is free, they're just not educated in the market because there isn't, and there never has been. For as long as I've been recruiting a free job board, Indeed started that free to try organic traffic, blah, blah, blah. But in the job board world, it's never been free. So to put 50 bucks on a job and try and compare that to a thousand bucks on a job, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but that's the what they're recommends, doing. That's who you're no, competing against. 
No, but if the system is recommending the bidding on this job to be set at least $375, yeah. RBC puts $375, Joe's Machine Shop puts $375, those jobs, again, based on relevance, making sure yeah. they've got all the information in, they could show up on the same page and they would likely show up in the top 40. So say you have 50 jobs at average $375 for that SMB to get that platform where you are directly competing. If that's your only strategy, it's going to cost you a whole lot. So that's where I'm going back to, Shelly. If you put all your eggs in the Indeed basket, you are at a serious disadvantage over those companies with way bigger budgets than you. Hence the reason you have to source, you have to leverage the niche boards, you have to leverage other sources. That's my word of caution here is never put your eggs in one vendor, like never. That's the number one advice for TA, SMBs, with anything you do, especially when it comes to importance to candidate. That's all I'm saying here. Okay. If there's one thing that we have learned over the two plus years that we've been doing this show, if we understand employer brand 101. It means there are a lot of people who would never want to work in sales for a bank. Yeah. And there are probably more people that would rather work for a small shop that does good quality work. You can't make the comparison of Joe's Machine Shop and RBC. Now, if you were going to take on bank to bank, would you apply to Canadian Western Bank versus RBC versus Alberta Treasury Branch? There's a better comparison because if RBC has a budget of $5 million a year, which I'm not saying they do, versus Alberta Treasury Branch, they decided, nope, our brand is so big, we don't need to advertise on Indeed. They go completely organic versus a Canadian Western Bank. They're not an RBC. They're a mid-market in comparison to an RBC. But if I am a job seeker who's going to look at a sales job in banking, and you're telling me that RBC's $3 million budget is going to do better than Canadian Western Bank, I would say, no, that is what branding has taught us. There's a reason that somebody would work for a smaller bank than they would an RBC. Employer brand, employer reputation. What is it like to work there? All of those things. And pay range. So what you're saying here, Shelly, is put all your basket in Indeed. No, no, I'm saying the- you you need to have a plan here. That is what yeah. talent acquisitions professionals do. You need to have something that's well thought out because in the absence of anything else, at the bare minimum, you have to be on Indeed. You cannot ignore them. I'm not saying Indeed only. This platform doing- is forcing you, right? It makes it really hard to do anything outside of Indeed. It's way less painful than trying to implement an applicant tracking system. If you're doing 50 to 60 jobs a year, you should have an applicant tracking system. That's a business decision. That is a Um, business decision. However, I will also say that the torture of having to implement an applicant tracking system that isn't primary function, like our friend the other day got roped into Ceridian, you're better off on Indeed. And then using that piece of crap that Ceridian is going to force you to implement. That's fair enough. But the only word yes. of caution here is if you're only relying on Indeed, you are at a severe disadvantage over the said the guy that works a lot for money. a job board. Of course, that's no, what no, you're no. I'm say. not saying this. Yeah, I've been yes, saying this are. as a practitioner. 
I never put my money all in Indeed, even after I worked at Indeed. I'm not going to rely on Indeed because Indeed, similar to Monster, similar to all the job boards, I would never rely on one source because I am severely disadvantaged as a small business competing against companies with way higher budgets. But let's move on to the next sector. Okay, so it is the time of year. Not only are the leaves changing, Serge, but we're we're heading into what HR would call a silly season. And that's when people want to know, what am I getting for salary increase? I've seen the most bizarre behavior when employees know that it's performance review time and HR is all secret squirrel about what are the increases going to be. So I wanted us to talk about what is typically released in September is you know, what do we see wage increases forecasted for 2023? And I know I've been in the recruitment HR game, well, since 94, but I've never seen numbers as high. It's usually 0.8%, 1% maybe, but this is some of the highest numbers we've ever seen. And that is up to 5% increase in wages. And there's some specifics in terms of what won't surprise anybody by industry sector, like information technology, 5.4. Then there would be media and telecommunications at 5.1 and construction at 5.1. That's the top end. And the bottom end, of course, poor old hospitality. (laughs) It's still one of the biggest jumps that we've seen at 3.5%. And those are the numbers that were just released on HR reporters. But this article also talked about the other priorities for HR in the next 12 months. And 32% HR priorities, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Compensation was 31%. Talent retention at 31%. And employee engagement. What do you think of that, Serge? Well, let's jump first into the expected salary increase. Not surprised, mm-hmm. right? And I know you've never seen that high a number since you started in recruitment, and I haven't as well. But we have not seen the level of inflation, and inflation has been 9 to 10%. I think the last time it was even close to this was the early 80s. I was just I, I was just maybe a in tiny your lifetime, baby. but not mine. I, I remember a, it was 1982. Inflation we, hit 9% or something. And we're living through those times. So that has a direct correlation to what we're seeing in the salary increase. Plus, we have never seen this shift of labor market supply that we have now to compete for that talent. You have to pay that much just based on what the market is. And that is going to trickle down to everyone, right? Especially when we talk about salary transparency, now people can actually see how they're advertising jobs. So you can't hide your salary and actually pay people coming in way more than people are in the company. People find out it's pretty much an open book. Still, a lot of organizations are trying to hide that. I know that for a fact. Very high. But not a surprise, just based on those other factors. The other priorities for HR, they definitely interviewed an HR person that is completely out of touch. Because I can tell you right now, and I'm a big believer in diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, but the businesses are very clear. They like talking about it, but they actually never do anything that's worthwhile. But HR likes to keep talking about it. None of this, like compensation is being forced upon them and talent retention and employee engagement. 
What is HR going to do about employee engagement? What are they going to do? Tell me, Shelly. What can they do? Like well, HR gonna... Karen comes down the hall and be like, we're going to have a pizza party. That's no, that's no. What they're going to document. They're going to document. They're right? going to document. <laughs> yeah. And what are they going to do about talent retention? What is HR going to do about talent retention? Yeah. Do you know, I think they're going to document. Yeah. This uh, is laughable that these are the priorities. It's really laughable. Not saying any of these are bad. I agree. You want better talent retention, employment, engagement, but this is why HR is not taking serious. Really? Yeah. Do you know what struck me as well was one of two things. Either the people surveyed here were truly in organizations that had talent acquisition as a separate function, because how could you say your top priorities for HR don't include talent acquisition? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, these must be companies of a size large enough that it is no longer part of HR. Diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, that's what scares me the most. Yeah. Yeah, because we know HR's job is to protect the company. And the last thing a company needs is to be thrown open by HR to say, we're actually a bunch of racists. And we don't promote people of color or women. We don't have a single woman above a team lead. In fact, it is a conflict of interest that they would even be involved in diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. What are these initiatives? The initiatives mean they're hiring someone else to do it who doesn't report to HR. I love that take because I don't know what I was listening, but it really hit me this week when I heard someone say HR owning diversity, equity, inclusion is such a wrong fit, right? If I am a minority and I put a complaint in, who's defending the company? It's HR, HR and legal. Who hires HR, legal? Who HR. hires HR? Uh-huh. What a conflict of interest that yep. HR would even touch diversity, equity, inclusion. And more and more I think about it. It just doesn't make any sense at all. So good luck, HR. Possibly the worst survey or the one that discourages me the most of how HR thinks and it keeps driving that fact. There is a reason why talent attraction, talent acquisition is getting a seat at the table during these tough times and HR is not. The last thing I want to talk about, around a year ago, we talked about this fast food company that said they were going to hire 40,000 people in a very short amount of time. And they ran a hiring event, which was basically like a, a concert of motivational speakers that came in and gave no real value. And it failed. It failed miserably. But then I saw in the news, we all know Macy's, right? In the US, mm-hmm. they are planning on hiring 41,000 full and part-time seasonal positions for the holiday season at Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and Blue Mercury stores. The interesting thing is how they're doing this is they're going to be offering a convenient hiring experience with applications taking as little as five minutes and majority of job offers made within 48 hours. Then I read the next line. I'm like, okay, how are they going to do this? Five minutes seems like a long time for me because we know what the data is. After five minutes, you lose around 50% of your candidates. So they're starting off pretty weak. Then their ATS is Oracle Cloud. I'm like, 
what is the worst ATS to apply? This is a little bit better than Taleo. I'll give it credit. But just the fact that they're saying you can have an application is little. What is the lot? Two hours? 45 minutes. Okay. What's your thoughts here? Can they hire 40,000 people with jobs that start at $15 an hour? They offer flexible scheduling. Don't know what that means. A referral bonuses for up to $500 for every friend, family member, and fellow fashionista they recruit to join the Macy's team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mr. Take Care. First of all, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to pretend that I want to go work for Macy's this Christmas holiday season and see what my experience is going to be like trying to apply for their jobs. I'm greeted with like, it's a nice landing page for Macy's career page. It is Oracle HCM cloud. The problem though, fundamentally that they still can't remove is they're expecting me as the job seeker to know exactly what I'm looking for. So the first thing I see is that there are 9,378 jobs posted, and I need to use these drop-down menus to filter through a job that I'd even want. The system has no idea where I am. The system is going to rely on me to figure it out, right? There's some wonderful things on the front end to drive traffic. They're doing some really innovative things, including weekly pay. And also you can access your earned wages up to 50%. Hey, I need the money tomorrow. And you can get the money paid to you. The referral bonuses, like they're doing all the right things. But unfortunately, the showstopper here for me is that as soon as I see that there's 9,378 jobs posted, what chance do I have of getting hired? I'll go somewhere else. Really? Do you think that's the perception of a job seeker okay. doing that? So think about from a job seeker's perspective. I want to get a job and I know they have 41,000 jobs to fill and I'm just one person. Then I'm greeted by the fact that they've got 9,000 jobs open. Well, I don't know what I'm qualified to do. I think I know, but will it actually tell me? Because they're also talking about their warehouses and supply chain Like they're hiring for those jobs as well, because they're equally important. Yeah. But as a job seeker, I may think I want to work on the sales floor, folding sweaters, but I'd probably be better off in the warehouse unloading boxes. I don't know. So you're losing me. No, really good points. Because yes, it would be very confusing. And I'm going to go apply for this job. And then you go in this long list and I'm just like, hey, I just want to apply for a job, right? And where do I apply? What information do you need? In this type of job, all I should need to have for a part-time seasonal casual role is my name, my phone number, email address, and how my experience relates to doing this job. That's it. That's all. You don't even need a resume. Yeah. You shouldn't need a resume. They're telling you how much it pays. Exactly. So if you don't want that pay, don't apply. Exactly. It's $15 an hour. So the expectation and the ability to hire 40,000, they're putting them through a same hiring process as if I was a regional assistant manager to the assistant manager. Is that really a role? It is on the office. It is. That's Dwight Schrute's position title. Yeah, no, he's the assistant (laughs) to the regional manager. He's the assistant Um, to the assistant regional manager. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But no, say I am an executive, I'm going to go through the same apply process as this job and and try to figure out where it is. That's a big miss on their end. And they're going to struggle to fill those 
40,000 rolls, 100%, $15 an hour to, I guess it's the US minimum wage is still quite lower, but $15 an hour is not a lot in this economy. Yeah. And making it easy and simple for people to figure out what they're applying to or having a system that can figure out where we're going to route you to, you know, and and you know what I'm thinking of, because we just aired the episode about eightfold. It's exactly what it does, right? Because Oracle has shit the bed on this. This is why companies need something like eightfold or those other solutions. I'm not saying because they didn't pay us to put them on the show, right? But that is why they're successful is because this is so woefully inadequate for trying to hire at scale. You're depending on the job seeker to figure out you. Well, they've got a lot of options, <laughs> a lot of options. You know what? I'm going to look at the background of the VP if they have one of talent acquisition, because any vice president talent acquisition that implements Oracle Cloud for that type of volume, why are you handicapping your recruiters, your hiring managers, plus giving the job seekers a really bad experience? So anyways, I won't harp on that anymore. Very interesting episode, Shelly. I think there's a lot going on in the world of talent acquisition. Anything going on in your world coming up? Well, of course, I'm off to Future Works with Indeed in October. Super excited about that. Did you bring your pom poms with you? So you yes, I will bring my pom. (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay. What do you got coming up here? Well, we just got announced, not to confuse with me purchasing the license for Disrupt HR in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Myself and Shelly will be the hosts of Disrupt HR in Calgary, November 17th. So if you're in Calgary, you better be there because I want to see you. And secondly, we're probably going to bomb so bad that you might as well witness it. I know. Oh, my God. No pressure, no pressure. But I mean, that's a hard act to follow because I tell you, the buildup to this is really something. And you know, Michelle, she's just always done a first class job of Disrupt HR Calgary. So yeah. Oh, we'll kill it. Are you going to drink when we're co-hosting? Maybe a little bit. You're going to stay sober. No, maybe a little bit because it loosens me up. But I, I can say very inappropriate things when I have a little bit of alcohol in me. So I might need to taper that. But we'll no, see. I, I think, guess. Actually, you know what? We should bring some of that whiskey. No. The Chad and Cheese did no. for their show. Okay. The really good one. I think it, the one with the angel wings on it. I'll get the brand name. I'll bring it with because you were so funny when you were half in the bag. I've never seen you drinking. Uh, so being no. around you after a few shots of whiskey. Oh my God, you were adorable. You were so funny. All right, let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Another week of the Recruitment Flex. Bye. Bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.